0: Uh, welcome back to another episode of Bookish Things. I'm Zara Musini and I'm joined today by Amanda Hurtenstein. And we are joined today by a very, very special guest. Please state your name.
1: Lori Voper.
0: And you are an, a brand new author who just wrote a book called Choices.
1: Um, just tell us a little about yourself, how your day's going, a lot of that. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, Yes, I'm a brand new author. I just wrote my first book. It's called Choices, When You're Faced with a Challenge, What Choice Will You Make? And I am doing very well. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: Thank you for coming. Um, So um, let's just get right into it. Um, Please break down the story um, and the reasoning why you decided to write this book um, and just all that, what happened to you, all, all that stuff.
1: Sure, Um, I had talked for a while uh, about writing a book and uh, about a year ago, I really felt um, called to go ahead and start um, journaling my story. And I suffered a stroke back when I was age 29. It was a pretty massive stroke, um, suffered um, called an intracerebral hemorrhagic stroke. And it was caused by a malformation of blood vessels on the right side of my brain. I was born with it, but it was never detected. And uh, one day um, while I was at work, I just suddenly lost the um, whole, uh, uh, basically, uh, left side. It, it just uh, it just caused a brain bleed, basically. And uh, so, um, long story short, it uh, caused a stroke. Um, I had an emergency brain surgery, and I then I uh, woke up um, 17 days later out of a drug-induced coma, and um, had lost my complete left side and I went through another brain surgery and um, then started rehab and learned to uh, reuse my left side again, learned to sit up, learned to um, speak again, swallow, walk, talk, and uh, started from scratch again. And so um, I did a lot of rehab And uh, then uh, I started having seizures because of the stroke. So then we uh, faced another challenge of that. And then seven years post-stroke, my husband and I decided to go ahead and start our family. And uh, through adoption, we adopted three children internationally. And so I just felt um, called this last year to write a book called Choices. Um, When you're faced with a challenge, what choice will you make? Because I think we're all faced with challenges. Some are big, some are small. Ours have happened to be pretty big, Um, but uh, when we're all faced with challenges, we all have a choice of whether we um, accept those challenges uh, with a positive attitude or if we give up. And uh, so um, God just gave me the opportunity to have a lot of faith and persevere through my challenges. So that's what my book's about. It's about my story and how I persevere through my challenges and how I've handled them. And I hope that my book will bring hope and encouragement to others as they read my story and uh, help them uh, get through their challenges. Um, that's,
0: that's really crazy that you had to go through so much, you know, in such a short amount of time. Do you have any questions for
2: Um, yeah, actually. So you were talking about your book and how it's about choices. Um, what are some of the choices that you had to make to get through your challenges?
1: You know, I had to really, uh, make the choice of, um, you know, having a good attitude or, uh, 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 and getting up and uh, getting going again. Um, Like I said, I lost uh, my whole left side um, at the time of the stroke. And um, we lived in Minnesota at the time. And so um, back then, um, the doctors really um, had the um, thought process that if you um, don't recover within the first six months, you probably won't recover. And so um, at that time, um, they pretty much felt that I would just be bound to a wheelchair. So I really had, Thank you. the cat choice number one of um, continuing and really working hard uh, to um, persevere in order to get um, my function back. So that was uh, uh, one thing that I really worked hard to do is uh, to get my function back. And uh, my my husband actually lost his job in the airline industry, um, which is why we moved to Arizona. Um, so that was another big choice we had to make was um, if we're going to stay in Minnesota or if we're going to move to Arizona. And the weather's been really great for me here, and I found a really great nor neuro- rehab facility here that helped me with my recovery. So um, I think one of my biggest choices has just been my attitude.
2: Yeah, I'm really glad to hear that you were able to have the rehab and that it went smoothly, it sounds like for you. Um, how did the rehab look anyway? Um,
1: it's uh, it's uh, neuro-based, which uh, neuro-based is a little different than a lot of people would think of normal um, rehab because if you, uh, like, break your ankle or your arm and, you know, you go through physical therapy, a lot of it's just uh, learning to um, reuse it and, and, uh, um, and use um, that broken bone again. But um, neuro-rehab is a little different in the fact that uh, I... I can uh, say it's kind of like learning to play a piano where it's a lot of repetition. So it's you're really learning to just retrain your brain. So it's a lot of the same movements over and over again. So we'd walk on the, uh, a treadmill, um, but it would be um, in a Um, a safe environment. So we'd um, be supported with um, um, different body supports and stuff so um, that the therapist could work with our legs and uh, keep us safe while we're walking on the treadmill. Or we do a lot of um, things with our hands and our arms and in different activities, but it would be a lot of repetitive movements. And so my physical therapy at um, a neuro rehab is like a six to eight hour day program. So it's not just... um, Uh, an hour at a time. So for many, many years, uh, my um, therapy would be all day long every day. So I contributed kind of like, um, like a a sports program or learning to play a piano. It's just retraining your brain.
2: Yeah. Okay. That makes sense.
0: Uh, Zara, do you have any questions? Yeah. So a question for me is um, going back to your book, um, just so like, what was the process of just getting it published writing it um, because that's like I heard that like as a book reader it's like it takes a long time for authors to come out with new books um and new material so just like just getting it published and just writing it or starting to write it what was your motivation Just besides everything that you went through to just hey I want to write this book I want to tell people about my story um and like just take us
1: through all of that Sure. Um, starting to write it, I really just um, sat down one one night and just started typing my story. Literally, I just started typing, and my husband would jokingly come through at night and say, what are you doing? I said, I, I'm, I'm typing my story. So that went for months and months and months, and for everybody, it's different. Sometimes it takes years for people, and sometimes it takes months. It just depends on everybody's different. Um, but uh, as far as publishing goes, um, it's, it's, there's a lot of different options. There's options called um, traditional publishers, where um, you go and you get an agent, and um, the publisher actually pays you, um, uh, and and but they market your book and uh, and they do um, a lot of. Um, The things with your book for you. Um, But that's very hard to get a traditional um, publisher in today's market. And then there's something called um, self publishing, where you publish it all yourself. Um, and that's where um, you do all the work yourself and then there's something called hybrid publishing which is what I did and it's kind of best of both worlds um, it's you kind of are your own self publisher and the fact that you um, do a lot of your own work but the publisher does help you some with some marketing and and, and some aspects Um so y- there's several different options. And so it just takes a lot of research and a lot of, a lot of, um, a work and editing. And, uh, it's not a, not an easy process, but it like everything, it's worth it. If that's something that you're really interested in.
0: Yeah. Um, so like, as far as it goes, like writing and stuff, I have a younger sister, she's really into it and we've been looking into like trying to get her book published. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Um, so another question, um, were you always before all of your choices and all of your life that had like that, basically that happened to you? Um, did you all like, did you have a love for reading or love for writing? Was it, was it always like a nat like normal to you? Um, because it's, cause it could be, it could be hard for someone who hasn't been introduced to that like level of like complexity when it comes to writing a book or reading a book? So did you like, did you do it for fun? I'm basically saying.
1: Um, Reading, yes. I grew up reading. I loved reading. I was an only child. So um, everywhere we went, I always read a book and I always would have a book with me. Writing, No. Um, My background actually is marketing and sales. And so writing was the farthest thing from my mind. And so um, I don't have a background at all in journalism, um, writing. I'm not a journaler. So you would think that uh, writers usually would journal their feelings and write a lot. And so no, actually writing's pretty new for me. Um, So now that I've written my book and I'm kind of in the book launch stage right now of marketing my book and doing more of the sales side. This is where I'm really comfortable with, um, in my background. So writing was, uh, this writing journey in the past year has been a big learning curve for me, uh, cause it's not my background and it's not something I went to school for. Um, so I guess you could say you can always teach an old dog new tricks. Um, so, um, but no, it wasn't my background.
0: That's, um, that's really interesting. Cause like of course like me and her we started this because of our love for reading but um it is sometimes you do lose sight of the fact that like hey everything that you've read or will read has come because someone put time and effort into writing that story or writing that genre or whatever it is so um uh, so let's just um as far as it goes to your book um can you give me like where we could buy this book? Um,
1: Just like how many chapters are involved, like just stuff like that. Sure. Um, There's 19 chapters. And uh, so it kind of takes my journey actually from um, when I was in college all the way through um, the adoption and through today. Um, You can buy it as a pre-order right now on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or um, on my website. Uh, LoriVober.com. You can buy it directly through me. So those are your best options. Um, but it officially comes out on March 11th.
2: Congratulations. Thank yeah. you. Congratulations. That's Thank really you. exciting. So how are you feeling with how your book is being released so soon? I'm excited
1: I'm I'm very excited so um, I'm just uh, I'm just looking forward to um, you know getting into the hands of readers and uh, my whole goal is really to bring my story to bring hope and encouragement to others I hope to start speaking and uh, um, and that's kind of my next aspiration is to become a speaker and kind of to take my book and and also to speak and um, my ultimate goal was just you know if I can use my story to help others that was my goal so
2: Yeah, that's really motivational. Um, So you said that you did more of the sales portion in your old job. Um, How is that helping you with selling your book right now? And what type of marketing uh, aspects are you trying to use to
1: sell your book? Um, I'm uh, really targeting a lot of Um, uh, bookstores and I've targeted um, right now um, I'm kind of actually doing three book launches. I'm doing a book launch right now um, as my book's coming out and so I've targeted some um, coffee and tea shops to do some book signing events. Um, Because I'm a stroke survivor I'm also going to do a second book launch in May um, which is Stroke Awareness Month. So I'm going to be targeting um, fitness centers and going to be doing a really big push um, to do book signing events at fitness centers along with um, uh, marketing material on stroke awareness because I really want to try and get the word out on stroke awareness. And then on November, which is Adoption adoption Awareness Month, I'm going to do a third push of my book and um, Adoption Awareness. And so I'm kind of doing it in three different sections. But because my background is marketing and sales, I'm comfortable speaking to people and I'm comfortable promoting. And so that's where my comfort level comes in and, uh, and kind of, uh, marketing. And, uh, I've done a Facebook launch right now. And so I have about a hundred supporters. So I do a lot of Facebook lives and a lot of, um, uh, giveaways and, uh, promotion type, uh, organization type things like that.
2: And then, so you were talking about how you're going to do like a lot of book signings. Um, Where can we find those? Like you said, the coffee shops, like, are there any
1: specific ones and specific locations? Yes, definitely. So um, tomorrow, there's going to be one at a coffee shop in Surprise. It's called the Boyer Bakery. There's going to be another one next uh, Saturday, March 5th, and it's called uh, the Ribbons Tea House, and that's in Litchfield Park. So those are the next two events.
2: Okay. Thank you. I'm going to try to come to one. Oh, wonderful. Thank
0: you. And I, I personally, cause like I am a reader. Um, I would love to purchase your book and get a chance to read it. Cause like of someone who is, I'm, I'm a senior now, so I'm, I'm just stepping into the world, you know, and I haven't faced any like adversity, any, any challenges for per se, for me, my life has been really, really easy. And like, there's people like you, you know, like stroke survivors, you guys have. Such like you guys are such in the eyes of people like me superheroes and all. Oh, thank um, you. So like, can you give us any advice of how it is like, just like going out into the new world and like and and figuring yourself out first and like and if like you said any choice that any adversity that comes your way, what choices will you make in the end?
1: Oh boy, that's a big question. You know, I think I think you know. um, I, the plans we make are never concrete. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, um, you never know what the future is going to hold. So it's perfect to make plans for the future, and you should. And um, I think this is fabulous that you guys are doing this. And um, I would like to actually start my own podcast and uh, um, for stroke survivors um, and give them a voice. Um, and so I think uh, follow your dreams and um, have a plan. But just know to be flexible because if those plans don't work, um, there's always another plan. Um, I'm a Christian and um, I have a strong faith, and um, that's carried me through a long, a long way. And uh, so, just never lose sight of um, um, a good attitude and flexibility, and um, and you don't have the ability to control your circumstances. And I've learned, um, especially through um, adoption and parenting, you don't have the ability to control other people. And so you can only control yourself and you can only control your own attitude. And sometimes that's the best you can do.
0: That's a great answer. Um, And back to the whole, like, your faith, I'm also like that i'm very strong with when it comes to god and my own faith and stuff like that so that is that is really inspiring so i don't know if you don't mind but can we get into like some fun questions sure. and stuff just personal stuff about you um you did say you did growing up you gr- grew up reading a lot of books authors um can you just name me a few of those books that you were really into stuff like oh, well.
1: that <laughs> um I, gosh it's been a long time i like elementary school, I think I remember like Judy Bloom, oh, yeah. Bobsy twins. Yeah. Those kind um before I became an author as when I entered my adult years, before I became an author, I actually was a fiction reader um, Same here. Um, Karen Kingsbury is one of my favorite um, Christian fiction writers. Um, now that I'm a, a author myself I too tend to um, read more nonfiction um, but I tend to read fiction more um, for leisure. Um, I th- Nonfiction, a lot of times, takes a lot more energy and a lot more thought process. And so, if I just want to relax, I tend to uh, go fiction. Um, So, in my adult years, Karen Kingsbury is definitely still my favorite. Um, I could answer that question too. Do you want to answer that question?
0: So, we're because we're more young, and we read a lot of young adult fantasy. So, um books like I'm currently reading A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. Very good book. Um, She kind of introduced me to that. Um, You could go ahead.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm totally the one that taught her about it. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Um, So how do I word this? Um, How, so you were saying that you like Christian, I cannot say the last name for the life of me right now. I'm very sorry. Um, you were saying that you really like him. What type of books did he write?
0: Um, your, your your current adult favorite fiction oh, author, Carrie uh, Kingsbury. Yeah. So, like, what what sort of books did? Did he write, or what kind of stories is he like? Um, It's
1: actually a a lady, and uh, um, she writes, um, actually, it's about a family. Um, It's called the Baxter family, and uh, she writes about um, the Baxter family and uh, uh, just uh, uh, the family um, and their adventures and uh, what they um, grew up doing. And uh, it's actually a fabulous series for all ages, because it follows the kids through their teen years and through their adult years, and it hits on real-life situations, I mean, including um, uh, 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 teen pregnancy and runaways and bad choices and good choices, and, I mean, she hits on, you know, real-life situations, but in a fiction, fun reading, and uh, so it, it... it's a really good, it's a series. So, um, but she has lots and lots of books, but it's all about the same family. So it just keeps going on and on it, but it draws you in. And then, you know, some of them get married and have kids. And so you just keep reading about the family and they keep expanding. So,
0: um, so I know this is a book podcast and we're talking about books, um, but I really want to get to know you more as far as it goes, like, uh, your lifestyle just stuff like that sure. you told me you adopted take a, can you like just take us through that small process about how what you did to get an adoption because I'm not now but in my future I do want to adopt myself so be good
1: good like in- insight so um right before uh, before my stroke uh, my husband and I were um trying to start a family and uh that wasn't working out uh obviously because I had my stroke, uh, we decided after um, that with um, um, the seizures and the medication and then with my disability, um, we felt called to adopt instead. And uh, looking at um, all of our opportunities, um, we felt called to the Latino community. um, And based on where we lived here in Arizona, um, we chose um, Columbia, South America, and uh, God called us to um, a sibling group because um, uh, I thought I would always uh, marry um, someone with a large family, um, but as it would have it, um, my husband's also an only child, so we both decided we wanted to um, have more than one child so that we would have a bigger family, and so we adopted a sibling group of three kids. Um, they were ages 6, 8, and 10 at the time. And so, um, my husband and I have now been married almost 24 years. So, um, and then our kids are now, um, 17, 19, and 21.
0: Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's so crazy how like all that happened. It's, it, it was in a way like meant for you, like that path was right for you. Um, um, (laughs) we're running out of questions. Um. (laughs) Yeah, I think that I think that should do it. Okay, great. All right, thank you, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Uh, thank you, we oh. really appreciate it. Oh, you're quite welcome. We really did.
0: Um, it, was, it was really good getting because, like, like we said, we're we're fiction readers. So I've never really gotten outside of that comfort zone of reading something nonfiction or re- learning, learning about somebody else's life. You know, well, this has given me an opportunity to to move lo- out of that move, zone. Move, move out of that comfort zone. So um, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure talking to you, a pleasure hearing about your story. Um, I hope everything else goes well in your life um, and whatever plan God has for you, I hope it goes all well. Um, And that's, go ahead.
2: Yeah, Uh, I also hope
0: to see you at the book
2: signing as long as I'm free. (laughs) Oh, that's great. I would love to see you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
0: All right, so that's all we have. Uh, Thank you guys for joining in this episode of Bookish Things. I hope you guys have a good rest of your day.